Welcome to How the Song Came to Be, where soulful songwriters share the stories behind their songs, as well as tools and creative practices you can use to bring your best songs or other creative works to life. I'm Ann Heaton, your host. I think, you know, I think this in terms of life in general, but also in thinking about songs, I think if you're you keep your ears open and you keep your heart open. I think the ideas and the inspiration shows up in front of you. Welcome songwriters to How the Song Came to Be. I'm Ann Heaton. I'm a singer-songwriter, the founder of Soul Song School and your host today. And we're in for a great treat. Uh, we have Carrie Cooper here today, who is an amazing singer-songwriter, uh, an educator, and a mom. And she... I'm a big fan. Her songs are sometimes like heart-wrenching and devastating love songs and other times heart, very heartwarming and hopeful and positive and sometimes all wrapped into one. I'm a huge fan. She's been called the Anne Lamott of songwriting. She's a winner of the Caraville Folk Festival's new folk competition as well as I think placing second and third in Rocky Mountain Folk Festival and Telluride. Um, she teaches songwriting. She has taught songwriting at Interlochen and also is the full-time music choir and songwriting teacher at the Franklin School of Innovation. Did I get that right? Yeah. Um, and Carrie's basically like the ninja if, of getting songwriters to um, write even when they're maybe not feeling um, like in the zone or feeling like writing. She has all sorts of um, tips and ways in um, so that songwriters end up writing stuff they maybe didn't even expect to. And I've seen her magic in action, and I'm so excited to welcome you here today. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, this is so fun. And also, just so I don't forget, if you want to hear Carrie's music and find out more about her, you can go to her website at carriecooper.com, which I'll put in the show notes. So before we dive into the nitty-gritty of some of the... Uh, creativity tips or, or ways in to writing when maybe you don't feel like it. Um, I would love to hear your story of how you got on this songwriting path, how you became a songwriter, why, was there a call, um, just how that unfolded. Okay. Well, there was definitely a call, um, and it was actually kind of put to me by a therapist when I was 37 years old and in a really unhappy marriage. And she looked me straight in the eye, kind of grabbed me by the shoulders and said, I'm afraid if you don't find something that makes you happy outside of this marriage, you're going to die. And she said, I don't mean emotionally or spiritually. She said, I think not before too long, you're gonna keel over and be dead. And it was such a startling thing to hear um, that I, I decided I was going to take it really seriously. And so I, I kind of walked around in a fog for about two weeks, just trying to get back in touch with the core of me and figuring out what that might be, what would make me happy. And I really didn't have a clue. I was pretty out of touch as a young mom and um, had put thrown all my energy into my first child. And I was... Um, pretty clueless as to what really made me tick at that point. But a friend kind of randomly invited me to go to a house concert, which I didn't even know 
what a house concert was and kind of thought, well, maybe it's some type of religious cult. I didn't have a clue. And so I was really leery about showing up at a stranger's living room to hear some music. But I decided to go at the last minute and sat there and um, maybe on the second row and about three songs in, I was just tears pouring down my face. And it felt like, like a lightning strike moment where I thought, this would make me happy. This is exactly what would make me happy. And I had written some songs back in college, um, just kind of for fun and never showed them to anybody, but really loved doing it. And so the minute I left that house concert, I went home and pulled out that old journal that had those songs in it and, and immediately like wrote three songs that week. And, and um, the biggest hindrance to me at that point was that I didn't play an instrument. I, um, I'd played piano as a kid but had never picked up a guitar, never picked up any other kind of instrument and had no way of accompanying myself. And so I went uh, to my brother's house where I knew he had an old beater guitar in the back of his closet and asked if I could borrow it and learned four chords and was kind of off on the journey at that point. That is so amazing. I (laughs) first started telling the story, I got chills all over my head and I feel like I maybe even have heard that story before but I I I guess I just forgot it until now but I just want to highlight some of what you you just said like first of all you I love that you were you know there are some people out there that I've heard say like oh I, I can't like start now or like it's too late or you know I'm too old or something and not that 37 is old but like you know it's just like you you got this call and and you you didn't start writing songs until you were 37 or 38, right? Yep. That's yeah, super I mean, inspiring. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, it was, you know, for me, it felt, I, I really took my therapist seriously, and it, it felt like a matter of life or death to find something that was going to change my path. And, um, and it was really interesting because when I very first, the first songs that I wrote, it was almost as if they were an outlet to get to a part of the truth about me and my life at that point that I wasn't willing or able to really speak out loud um, just Mm -hmm. in a conversation. But through a song, I could get there. And that immediately became very empowering to me. And within three months of starting the songwriting process, I was sitting down with the, the now ex who I was in the, the unhappy marriage with and just said, look, things are changing. I'm changing. I found something that really makes me happy. And I'd like for you to come along on this, you know, journey, if, if you will. And, and he wasn't really in a place to be willing or wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I, but I had enough power at that point and enough strength from just writing songs to to get that ball rolling and and do what i needed to do for me i love that i this is like total gold i i (laughs) can really relate to the um you know wanting to connect to the to the core of you and and um feeling like you could get at a truth through songwriting that you couldn't do in any other way Mm -hmm. i know that um I had a little bit of a similar experience going to a Tori Amos concert when I lived in New York. And um, I remember just sobbing at that concert. And I, I couldn't really even figure out why. And I, 
when I actually left early because I was so, I couldn't stop crying. And then on the way home, I'm like, I think I know why. It's because I want, I'm meant to be doing that mm -hmm. and I'm not yet. And I don't know what I'm waiting for. And I always felt like in, I mean, we're having this conversation. It's a heart to heart. I feel like we can get pretty close to the truth. But I often felt like in conversations with people, I was sort of approximating the truth. You're talking, and I never felt like I was quite saying what I meant, even though I was trying. And then as soon as I started songwriting, I'd finish a song and be like, oh, no, this is actually what I mean, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to kind of underscore what you said about songwriting as a way to get in the touch with uh, the truth of who you are. And then also, what a great tool to, it seems like it then helped you to take action in your life that actually improved your life, like scary action, like having that conversation with your ex. Yeah. And are you willing to, to come along for this new, and that's so, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I wanted to say one other thing you point out, one other thing that was just like how the call came in like two parts. Like you had the therapist saying like, inviting you to find something that you love. And then you had this other friend. Like, I feel like life is like this. Say, oh, you know, come to this house concert. That's mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, I think this in terms of life in general, but also in thinking about songs, I think if you're, if you keep your ears open and you keep your heart open, I think the ideas and the inspiration shows up in front of you. A lot of times it's there and we're just not paying attention enough to see it or to hear it. And so I think that for me, when the therapist said that, I became very aware of every little thing that was put in front of me until I hit on the thing that felt like, yeah, this is it. And, and for me, whenever I'm writing a song, I, I tend to kind of do the same thing. I'm, I'm hyper aware of my surroundings, of conversations that I have, of um, conversations I overhear and a lot of times I'll, I'll hear something that just sparks an idea and, and I think you know you got to jump on this now um yeah. so well yeah. I love that it's like the invitation <laughs> to to pay attention mm -hmm. more closely absolutely that's awesome well let, let's <laughs> let's talk about that then a little more because thinking about the songwriters who might be listening and um I I know you and I mean, you know, it's not like we, I see you every day, but I know you as someone who writes pretty regularly and is in the flow. And it's some, it sounds like one of the ways you do that is by paying attention to what's going on around you. So um, two of the things I hear most often from songwriters, one is um, uh, I start songs, but I don't finish them. And how do I write? like when I don't feel in the mood, like I get started, but then I don't. And so I'm wondering, um, kind of like jumping off of that first point you said about paying attention is what are some of the ways that you do that in your life that maybe the songwriters listening can, can take into their you know, wheelhouse and try out? Okay. Um, well, I think for me, some things that work, I mean, something I've already mentioned is, is I really pay attention to conversations and I've found a lot of times in speaking to somebody else, they may say something in a way that I find to be particularly poetic or just said in a new, fresh way. And I take those opportunities to like steal ideas and to just, I write down things all the time. I, I have a constant file going of 
just lines and thoughts and ideas for songs. And I think that that doing that, having that as a practice keeps me in that inspirational flow of wanting to write. And I think that, um, I know when I first started writing, all of my songs were very therapeutic in nature. I mean, they were serving a purpose for me. They were allowing a lot of that stuff to come out that I had been holding on to for, for years. But um, when I kind of moved past that part, um, it became evident to me that in order to keep writing, I was going to have to figure out a way to do it when I didn't feel inspired as well. And um, I don't remember who said it, but but there was a little quote that I read one time that said, um, the way to get better as a writer is to write. And, and I've really taken that to heart, I think, and um, choose every opportunity when there's nothing going on, even when maybe I want to be doing something else or should be doing something else at certain points. If, if, if I'm feeling that urge, even if I don't have a particular idea already set aside, I will set aside some time to just, play around with an idea and into try writing. And one of the things that I did a few years ago that really helped um, to keep me going and to keep me inspired was I started a group for women called Real Women, Real Songs. And it was a, um, an online thing with about, the first year it had 14 women, the second year it had 21 women. And I kind of handpicked a lot of them people that either inspired me or people that I knew were new at it and just really gung ho about it. But I, I chose the women and then for a, an entire year, every week I would give a prompt and each woman would write a song based on that prompt and then would post the songs to Facebook and YouTube. And the purpose for posting them was not to say, look, I just wrote this amazing song, but more, to share the creative process with people and hopefully to inspire other people, whether their you know, path was songwriting or visual art or you know, just whatever way they wanted to be creative. And, um, and in sharing just, here's a baby song I just wrote and maybe it'll change later, maybe it won't. Um, but just putting it out there and kind of being raw and vulnerable about it. And it was a really amazing project, um, I think, we totaled up the number of songs that were written in those two years and it was like over 2000. Oh so that's amazing. Wow. Pretty amazing. Yeah. I love that love you, you were embracing the process. It wasn't like you right. need to have this finished product. And so you had like a do, it was due by a certain time, right? So wherever you mm -hmm. were with it, it went up. Yeah. I mean, everybody had a particular day of the week that they were supposed to post. And so you kind of had a, a deadline knowing okay I have to have a song on Monday yeah. and oh and sometimes you know sometimes people posted unfinished songs just things that were in the works and then other times it was you know the full thing and and some were definitely keepers and some were definitely not but that was part of it too we need that like I I, I definitely believe that some songs maybe are not ready. Like some songs will take me like three years to write. I'll work on them and then they'll sort of marinate. Mm -hmm. And then other songs I write in a day. So I don't feel like all songs benefit from time pressure, but certainly like on songwriter retreats when we have a weekend to write something or a day to write right. something, like that's how a lot of songs get written and having that, 
like it's like a positive pressure like oh, i'm going to share this with my friends and i can't wait to connect with them about what i'm feeling or thinking or about the story is so much more motivating than okay i I'm just working on this like kind of by myself and no one really even knows. Um, but I loved, I want to, I wanted to circle back for a second and just highlight okay. to make sure people are getting some of them. I write them down cause I can't always remember <laughs> really amazing things. But, but So one thing that you're doing to, to keep writing is observing. You're like observing everyday life and you're listening to conversations and writing them down. So, are you, you're like carrying a little notebook? So if you're at school and you hear something, are you jotting it down right then in the moment? I write them and I have a little file under notes in my iPhone and that's pretty much become my little notebook. So okay. I just keep a continual file going of ideas and. Cool. And then when you write, you say when nothing's going on or whatever. So you don't like have a set time where you wake up every morning and write. You just sort of wait. Yeah. I, I think I probably did that more before I was teaching school full time, like when I was still just pretty much a, a touring songwriter. I had more free time during the day to, um, especially like when I was at home and my kids were at school, I had hours during the day where I could actually sit down and focus on, I, I want to write a song today or I want to write something. But now that I'm working full time, um, my time is a little more limited, so I, I have to create those opportunities. So for me now, it's balancing work with a new relationship and trying to devote time to both of those things, but also taking the time for myself to write. And so while I don't do it, I don't have like what I would call a, a daily practice. I would say that I'm daily writing something. Um, whether it's on my lunch break or, you know, maybe I get up an hour early just because I, I feel the need to, to do it. Or maybe it's in the evening, you know, before I'm going to bed. Right. So, right. So it's ongoing. It's not like you're waiting to have a whole day or you're waiting to right. have three hours. It's just part, it's woven into your life. even though it's yes. not Awesome. And that's one of the reasons why I love teaching because it keeps me focused on the subject matter and it creates, I think that in and of itself creates more opportunities for making writing happen. So that's just a, a, a good way I've been able to do it. I know that teaching's not for everybody, but, um, but that's definitely been a benefit or a bonus for me. Yeah. In teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. This is so <laughs> great. I love it. So I know that at some point you're going to maybe play us a song. Um, I think one other thing I want to ask you about before we jump into that is okay. when you were talking about your, your journey of becoming a songwriter and how actually the songwriting made you feel stronger. I just wanted to talk about like fear for a second. Was, was there any fear in doing that or did the actual act of songwriting alleviate some of your fear and make it easier for you to move forward? Well, there was definitely fear. Um, and my fear, I mean, the reason why I didn't do it until I was 37 um, was in college when I did write a few songs, I had a roommate, like I, I went to college on a dance scholarship. My roommate was a piano performance major, but she was also a performer and a songwriter. And when I, when we were rooming together and I started secretly writing songs in my journal 
I never wanted to share them because I was afraid of being compared to her. I was afraid of um, her thinking I wanted in on her deal or, you know, just all of those things. And, and at the, at that point in time, I wasn't, um, I guess my own personal confidence level was, was not that high. And so for years, it was just kind of like the secret wish or secret dream for me. And then, um, and then, and then I kind of buried it so deep that I forgot about it for a long, long time. And something you said, um, about when you went to the concert and cried and, and, and just wasn't even sure why I remember being at an event with, it was like a, a woman's tea or something. And, um, they had some women that got up and did like a little entertainment act in the middle and were singing. And I remember feeling so envious of them and like, why, why do I not do things like this? Or why, you know, and just, and just, it was kind of eating away at me. And that was probably a few months before I went to the house concert. And so I feel like this path was always kind of un was underground until I, I brought it to the surface, but um, it was always there. And I think that that's probably true for a lot of people. I remember reading in, um, I think it was the artist way book, Julia Cameron's book, talking about whenever you feel jealous of someone else, there's, it's probably because there's some unspoken desire in you to do something similar. Yeah. And, and I, I really resonated with that when, um, when I heard it because I, I felt it. And now I forgot what your original question was. I don't even, I don't even know what it was, but I, you're reminding me that I feel like it, it was like, it, it's like this with so many things, but the simplest thing way to put it is that, for me, like the pain of not writing songs had to outweigh the fear of me yes. being bad at it. Cause I didn't, I didn't really start that early on either. Or actually I wrote a song when I was like four years old in like a monster <laughs> and I sang it on circle time. I don't know if I told you this before. And, and the lady was like, uh, could someone please sing a song we all know after I was done. I sang a song about like cotton candy and ballet or something like my favorite things at four and she sort of named me and then I was basically like oh and then I was like done till I was 26 and then like at 26 I was like oh maybe it's safe enough to come out but wow. but I you know I wasn't conscious of that but um yeah I yeah it, but you were talking about fear and I, I remember oh, yeah. like after I'd written three or four songs I felt so excited and so empowered that I actually called my old college roommate who was living in Boston at the time and said, I have to come visit you and went to see her and just kind of came out as a songwriter to her and said, I, you know, I think I'm doing this. I think I'm going to pursue this now. And, well, and she was supportive. completely supportive and said, I can't believe you're going to tell me that years ago. And, you know, um, but at that point, my desire to do it was so much greater than any fear that I had that um, I was able to kind of push past it because yeah. there was definitely still fear. Yeah. Um, fear of failing, fear of have I screwed up my whole life, um, you know, just all kinds of fear. Yeah. Well, I'd be good at this. Um, yeah. So. yeah, and another one I hear is like, who am I to be doing this? 
Like, who right. are you songs? And then, of course, it's that same old, like, who are you to not be? Like, if you want to and you desire, like, you must have something mm-hmm. to say and share. And, um, okay, so I would love, I want to, um, I could talk to you for, like, three hours um, <laughs> or five or seven. Um, just, I want to honor all the ways that songs come to be because I feel like it's really important to get these tips like you know like you have a regular writing practice like you're you're observing daily life you're not waiting for some major thing to happen you're paying attention to everything playing the role of the witness um and you know you use songwriting as like a lifeline for your own moving forward in your life um but i want to also honor all the ways that like every song that comes can be so different like for me it may be like I'm out taking a walk in nature or it may be someone gives me a writing assignment. And so what I'm going to invite all the songwriters to do on this show is play, uh, share with us a story of a song that sort of had a magical or interesting, um, or just, you know, something that we would like to hear the meat of how it came to be and then um, play that song for us. So would you be willing to do that? Sure. <laughs> um, well, I was thinking about what song to play, and, and I thought, you know, I've written some that definitely felt inspired and wrote them quickly and, you know, finished it thinking, wow, that doesn't feel like it came from me. Um, and so I've definitely had those experiences. Um, and then I've also written where I'm just pushing through to get to the end of a song because I sat down and committed to writing it. And that's a completely different process and a different feeling. And um, so I'm going to play not a new song, but one that I wrote probably five or six years ago. Um, And at the time I was having a weekly songwriting group that met at my house on Monday nights. And um, we, the, the whole idea of the group was to, to give feedback to each other on, on new things we were working on. So everybody was supposed to show up with something new each Monday and whether it was just a second because we this is the second time this has come up community 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 so you have online songwriters group which helped you write Mm -hmm. and then you had a meeting at your house okay go ahead and that was definitely uh just a big kick in the butt to keep going every week and to have something out on the calendar like oh this deadline is kind of sitting out there and so i was constantly during the week thinking about what do i want to write this week what am i going to you know focus on um, but definitely just putting into practice the act of writing. And so on a particular Monday, I was, it was probably about five in the afternoon and I hadn't had time or I hadn't really figured out what I was going to write about. And the group was going to be at my house at seven. And so I was a little freaked out and, um, and I went to my, <laughs> my favorite place to think in the house, which was my bathroom. And I was sitting in the bathroom with the door locked and trying to be quiet so my girls didn't know I had escaped into the bathroom. And I had a book on my shelf in the bathroom that was um, the book Water for Elephants. Somebody had passed it on to me after they had read it. And so I just pulled it down off the shelf kind of randomly and stared at the cover, which was a, like a red and black circus tent. And so when I was thinking about what to write, I thought, well, maybe you could write a song about the circus. And then I was thinking, well, what would I want to write about the circus? What, what could I say that hasn't already been said? And, and so I, um, 
I just kind of started this little story in my brain and um, ended up leaving the bathroom and going for a walk with my dog. And by the time I got home from the walk, I had all the lyrics completely, like I was having to say them over and over in my head because I didn't want to forget anything. But I had the lyrics for the song when I got home and then maybe 15 minutes before the group got there I had time to sit down and figure out the chords on the guitar because or on the ukulele because I had the melody kind of running through my head and so that's how this little song came to be um, great <laughs> let me see if hang on my ukulele I just put new strings on it recently and it's kind of have to tune it a lot so give me just one second So this song is um, called Suzanne, and that was the last piece of the song to come. To come was um, giving giving the character a name, and so um, but she's me. <laughs> okay, here we go. Suzanne ran away with the circus when she was 43. Misses her kids occasionally as she swings on her trapeze. She doesn't miss washing dishes as she flies through the air with the breeze in her hair. Devil may care, cause you can have everything. Everything, everything. No, you can't. You can't have everything. Everything. Can you, Susan? She fell pretty hard for a carny on the train to Tucumcari, where she wished she wasn't married. Just for a night, cause she couldn't resist when he kissed her. Just a little longer. Just a little longer Then she knew was right But you can't have everything 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 No, you can't You can't have everything Everything Can you, Susan? But sometimes it's the dreams that get you through All the hardest things you have to do 
Suzanne came back home from the circus when she was 44. Knowing she'd miss her family more, she let go and fell to the floor. She'll never like washing dishes, but at night when no one's there, she'll feel the breeze in her hair. Devil may care, cause you can't have everything, 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 no you can't, you can't. Have everything, everything. Can you, Susan? You can have everything, everything, everything. No, you can't. You can have everything, everything. Can you, Susan? <laughs> that is beautiful. Oh, I love that song. So if, if folks are looking for that song, it's called Suzanne. It's called Suzanne. It's on an album called Pink Umbrella. Okay. And it's you can find it on iTunes and CD Baby and Oh, I love it. you look for music these I've days. I've never heard that one. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Wow, thank you for sharing that. So fun. I think I smiled like 11 times. <laughs> so good. Well, thank you for being here. This was really, really fun. And thank you for having me. a lot of nuggets of wisdom. Is there anything, I know you've already shared a lot. Is there anything that you, you know, for the songwriters listening again, who may be newer or um, needing a little inspiration, if there was one thing you could share with them to keep going or kind of a attitude to have or any wisdom? Um, sure. Uh, I think that one of the, the biggest pieces of um, advice or inspiration that I got, I think that, you know, if you're really into the world of songwriting and you're into the craft and, and you're surrounding yourself with other writers, it's really easy sometimes to feel discouraged if you don't feel like you're writing what you want to or you don't feel like you're saying what you want to or if you're being heard the way that you want to and um, I remember being in a position um, at a contest that I was in at Rocky Mountain Folks Festival one year and it was the first year that I was in a contest where I was going to be playing for myself accompanying myself which was a new thing for me because I didn't grow up playing instruments and I was freaking out and scared and just kind of having meltdown after meltdown for an entire week before the contest. I was so nervous about it and I ran into Mary Gaucher and um, she asked me, she said, you look, up, you look upset. You look like something's going on. Is there anything I can do to help you? And I just kind of unloaded on her about all my fears and all of my insecurities and everything that I was worried about about the contest and she looked at me and she said um, so I'm gonna tell you something she said you're not here to be the best guitar player you're not here to be the best singer 
you're not even here to be the best songwriter. She said, you're here to sing the song that only you can sing. And if you do that, and you do it from your heart, the song is going to go where it needs to go. It's going to reach the people it needs to reach. And that is your only responsibility, is to sing it, and to write it, and to sing it. And for me, when I'm feeling discouraged, or when I'm feeling um, uninspired, uh, and I get down on myself about what I'm not good at, or what I could be better at, I always come back to that. And, and I think that that's a really motivating thing to me to figure out, you know, what is that song that only I can sing? That's a really motivating factor when I sit down to write, to try to figure out how to get to the, to the root of my own voice and my own truths. And um, I think as long as I'm striving to do that, I stay pretty motivated. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know if that helps or not, oh, but those would be my that. parting words. That's perfect. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. That's so great. Um, if you want to know more about Carrie, go to CarrieCooper.com. I'll put it in the show notes. And this was really, really fun. <laughs> I awesome. And I hope I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. If you know someone who would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Thanks so much. Much love.